everybody. Welcome to the Real Estate Rundown with Shannon Robnett. Today, my guest is the illustrious Sam Martin. Say hello, Sam. Hello, Sam. <laughs> hey. So, so I've known Sam for, uh, gosh, going on about 15 years. And Sam has always been the guy you could go to to find stuff. And when I mean that, I mean that Sam was always on the ground moving and we always referred to him as the hustler because if there was something happening in the market, Sam knew what it was. And I've got a story that we'll, we'll share later, but Sam and I've done some business together. And lately, Sam has kind of really begun to focus his energy on the wholesale market. And Sam, tell us a little bit more about your journey, how you got into wholesaling, um, where you came from and, and kind of give us, give us your roundabout story. Yeah. Thanks Shannon. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, I'm i I'm a local boy. Um, I was born in Nampa in 78 in South Nampa and went to Greenhurst elementary and, um, South junior high. And, uh, then later my folks, um, mom, divorced and got remarried and moved to Eagle. And she had been in commercial real estate for a couple of years at that time. And I grew up listening to talks about uh, office leases and uh, commercial building sales and retail. And um, my mom actually worked for a developer named Winston Moore, WH Moore Company for about 15 years. So even actually prior to that, my biological dad, who my mom had divorced from they moved from Colorado in the mid 70s to Nampa and uh, my my dad actually started Nampa Realty in like 76 he co-founded Nampa Realty which stood on the corner kitty corner from Nampa High uh, until about a year ago and it was torn down and became an Einstein's oilery but uh, so I'm a second generation I was a, a realtor until two years ago uh, I held my real estate license for approximately 17 years. I got it in 2002, um, June of 2002. Uh, it was about 16 years, 10 months. Um, and uh, But anyway, second generation realtor, Idaho native, born in Nampa, grew up in my junior high days in Eagle, you know, was really more interested in, in getting out of school than in school. Um, I'm it's amazing. I'm blessed to have graduated. You know, I, I can add and subtract and I can read and that's pretty much the extent of the, the scope. Um, but anyway, so graduated Eagle High in 97, was a ski bum for a couple years, moved to Bend, Oregon after getting my butt in some trouble with a couple DUIs in my uh, late teens, early 20s. Um, just run around being, you know, drunk, dumb, partying and stupid and um, so I moved to Bend, Oregon for a couple years and was a snowboard bum um, and eventually got my license back and bought a Subaru because that's what you do when you live in Bend, Oregon. Uh, you buy a Subaru Legacy or some type of wagon. So snowboarded 72 days a year. Uh, eventually, uh, my first year, second year was like 50 sometimes and third year was the same. Worked at a snowboard shop and I was in sales at the snowboard shop. Um, which most of my jobs through high school and out of high school were all sales, uh, pretty much I think every single job I had for the most part. But I worked at a snowboard shop, which was great because I was able to take the commissions on the gear 
that I sold all the tourists from Portland and apply it and buy my own, you know, newest $600 snowboard or $300 bindings and on a Sunday or Saturday morning. And my roommate came out and he said, what are you doing? I said, I think I'm moving home. And he's like, you're moving in with your parents? And I said, well, yeah, probably, probably when I move back. But um, yeah, I moved back to Boise. And so I was in Bend for about two, two and a half years. Moved back to Boise in 01, got my real estate license within about a year of being back. Um, I always knew I wanted to go into real estate. Growing up, listening to real estate in the house, very blessed to have, have learned through osmosis or just by being around it in the household, um, for sure. Because I picked up so many things that I didn't even know I was learning, you know. Um, but anyways, got my license in, uh, ended up getting my real estate license in June of 02. I moved back to Boise in 01. And then uh, I went to work. About that time, my mom, Debbie Martin, left Winston Moore, WH Moore Company, after 15, 16 years. Um, and she started DK Commercial, which stands for Deborah K., it started with a guy that she met in broker class and they partnered up and started DK and I joined. And so there's three of us. We were at Gary Christensen. Uh, he owned a building he just built at ninth and Idaho and he had um, the banner bank building in the works. And we actually office in Gary Christensen's office with Bill Beck. And so my intro into the commercial world was officing with the downtown developer, um, a tenant rep, uh, tenant rep advisory, I believe, was Bill Beck's uh, tenant rep company, and then my mom, who just started DK Commercial, and my mom literally handed me a phone book and said, "All of your clients are in here." You know, I, I said I'd done a lot of sales as a kid. I'd won scooters from selling candy bars and raffle tickets and pies for carnivals and all sorts of stuff. But so, anyways, got into real estate. And was pretty much just a commercial broker. Um, did a lot of leasing, started doing sales. Uh, a couple years in, I met you. Yeah. And um, I think we did some, um, some build-a-suit leases. I think we probably did some build-a-suit sales on a couple yeah. buildings. Yeah. I know uh, we did some with Lamont over in Meridian. I remember we did yeah. some stuff with him behind the car wash. Right. Uh, Mom and I worked on a project across the street with Randy Hopkins and Doug Tamura, Fairview Lakes. Yeah. Um, and I was in my 20s. My, you know, when I moved back, I was 22 and got my license. I was 23. You know, a lot of the people who get into commercial real estate, uh, commercial real estate's not really any harder, I think, than residential. In a lot of ways, it's probably easier uh, uh, in some regards because everybody's supposed to know your stuff. The, um, the commercial world, so, but a lot of those guys are... Um, you know, college educated. It seems like a lot of people who get hired at commercial brokerages or go to work in commercial have college degrees. It's my opinion. There's right. more college degrees in the commercial world than the residential realtor world. Just an observation. I didn't have a college degree. I was a snowboard bum who dropped out of a community college after getting a couple DUIs in my teens right. and leaving Boise. And so I, uh, I dressed up the part and I happened to know a little bit because I grew up in a commercial household. I was running around in suits and ties and um, just started grinding. I just, I would call, I would call dentists and chiropractors and CPAs and financial planners. And I would go to chamber functions and I was in leads groups and I would go to BOMA and I would go volunteer at, you know, life's kitchen, soup kitchens. And I would, 
you know, you mix and mingle and um, I grinded for years and I eventually went from Macy suits to men's warehouse suits to Joseph A. Bank suits. And um, in that time, I went from a Volkswagen Jetta to, uh, you know, an Audi to uh, uh, an H2 Hummer at the time. Right. Uh, later was repossessed during the recession uh, when my income, you know, went from, I don't know, just shy of twos to, uh, you know, barely over 30 grand. I had to short sell my house during the recession after having a newborn. Uh, and that was, uh, and then later, what, two months later, I got my car repossessed in my accountant's parking lot. And this was after I was quasi successful at grinding and calling and building rapports and relationships as a realtor and doing leases and sales and making a fairly good living and uh, end up marrying my high school sweetheart in this time, which we later divorced. But um, we had two kids through this. And so the plan was to get into real estate. And after being a snowboard bum and all that stuff for a while, I came back, got into real estate, ended up reuniting with my high school sweetheart, which I thought was the greatest thing ever, and had a couple kids, which was the best blessing, was the kids. But, you know, thinking I was going to be in commercial real estate forever and really had a, a heart and desire for it. The recession hit hard. Like I said, I already coughed up to having a short sale in my house and getting my vehicle repossessed in my accountant's parking lot. But I finally made it through the recession. During that time, I was actually filling out job or giving out resumes to Ashley Furniture and AT&T and um, I think I went to RC Willie, Sprint, trying to get another job because my income had dropped so much as a you know commercial realtor doing sales and lease and leasing. Fortunately, no one hired me, um, which is probably the best thing that ever happened to me because it made me stay in this profession I'd been in for eight years. So how'd you um, transfer how'd you transfer from where you were at into flipping? I mean, what got you into flipping? Well, and this is kind of part of it. I know I've kind of rambled more about the career, but through the recession, I got into land. And that's how I got a better relationship with guys like you and other developers in town. That was um, that $900,000 sold- $900, cup of coffee we had. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I had sold multiple developers land direct. I don't have any secret sauce. I just go direct to the people who do the deals. Instead of getting people and layers in between, I go direct to sources. So instead of looking for properties with a realtor, I go and look for properties. Right. Then I'm just dealing with a seller, right? So then when I would find one, I instead of going looking for a realtor with a developer, I would go look for a developer. So now I got a seller and a developer and, and me. That's way better than a, than a realtor with a seller and a realtor with a buyer and me. So I honed this craft of just going direct to people, you know, and that's really part of how I built my career. Probably how I met, well, I met you through mom, but I mean, really, it's just, you know, that's probably the biggest skill set that I've honed or attained is just getting direct to people. You know, I used, so, to, I used to cold call people, walk right past the receptionist and say, hey, I'm here for Corey. And I never had anyone tackle me. And it was the greatest thing ever. Um, and people, my, I would have clients who would absolutely just start laughing when I would walk in their office and they're the CEO of a company. And they would just look at me and they're like, how'd you get in here? And I said, I told them I was here to see you. And I kept walking. 
through the recession, um, started doing a lot of land and stuff. And I saw all these investors who were buying these deals in the recession and I was trying to sell them deals. And every once in a while I would, and I could make a paycheck and pay some bills and feed my family. And this went on for a couple of years while we worked through the recession, but it really made me look at being a realtor a lot different. I had been successful as a realtor and then due to economic circumstances, I had had a lot of down times as a realtor. Uh, and then I was back in a point, um, you know, coming out 2012, um, 13, 14, 15, 16, as it just started all getting better. Um, I started losing interest in being a realtor and I was good at finding sellers and I was good at finding buyers. I didn't want to find buyers and sellers for each other anymore. I wanted to be the buyer and the seller. And because the guys I saw in the recession who were being the buyers and the sellers were the ones who were making the big plays. And so I started losing an interest in being a realtor. Um, I started buying and selling a few deals here and there. Um, and when I say deals, um, I invest in residential, commercial, land, and multifamily. Um, so I invest- You not swipe it at all. Yeah, I invest in real estate. Right. I happen to invest in more houses because there's a lot more houses than anything else. So Sam, how did you come from, right? I mean, we just heard your story about how everything was taken away in the recession, like happened with a lot of us, but how did you get from there to being able to buy something? How, how could you afford that? Well, <laughs> OPM, other people's money. It's one of the greatest concepts. It's actually, it's just leverage. But so to do a real estate deal, you need one of two things. You need the money or the deal. If you got one of those, you can do a deal. So coming out of recession where I had lost my H2 Hummer and I had lost my house and I had a newborn and we were pregnant again, coming out of that recession and losing interest and in making two and three and 4% when I could make chunks, but I didn't have any cash, but I could find the deal. So I would go find the deal. So as I transitioned, when I said I started doing a few deals, that's what I did. I was still brokering and people needed, you know, I've been in the business now at this point, 14 years as a commercial and land investment, leasing and sales broker. Um, I used to shave. I used to wear suits and ties. I, you caught me on a day where I wear a collared shirt, but I always have a hat on usually. And there's a little bit there, but um, so anyways, the, the transition was more of a mental one as I guess my time in the market and seeing what the players did, but I bought properties with OPM, other people's money. I buy probably 99% of my real estate deals with 100% financing outside funding, meaning not my cash. So how did you connect with that outside cash? My primary lending source, the, the relationship that lends me probably 80% of my capital, that guy owned some land and I cold called him on a for sale by owner sign 2008. So right as we were tipping over the edge. Yeah. And I later sold his land about 18 months later after he had had it listed with two different brokerages, no one sold it because we're in a recession. And 18 months later, I, I was able to close a deal. And these are the kind of things. So I, I had the buyer and I knew the seller, even though he'd been listed with other brokerages, I was still trying to get a, my buyer to buy it. Even when it was listed, the timing just wasn't right. Once it wasn't listed anymore, I stayed on the seller 
my buyer finally came around and was ready to buy. And this was a $250,000 purchase price with my fee, the price, um, well, the purchase price at closing was 275. Right. My commission was $25,000. Right. On a $275,000 property. Now, as a normal realtor, what would the what would a normal commission be on a $275,000 property? 10 grand. 10 grand. I made 25. Because Why you negotiated that, right? Well, I made 25 because I was one, I was the only realtor involved. Right. Two, I was direct to the seller. Right. Three, I was direct to the buyer. And four, it was a really good deal at 275. The seller wanted to net 250. And so once I knew the seller's net number, I went to my buyer and said, here's the deal. It's a good deal at 275. The seller wants 250. I want 25 because it's a good deal at 275. And I've kept you in the loop on this for two years. And the buyer said, it's a good deal at 275. I'll pay that. Right. So, so when you, anyways. Well, that's, that that's kind that of like our story. You know, I mean, you and I had a cup of coffee a couple years back and, uh, you know, I had, I was just wanting to catch up and see what you had. And you told me about this piece of property and it was $850,000 and you knew the buyer or you knew the seller. And I said, Hmm, that sounds good. What was it, Sam? About uh, 70, 75 days later, I called you back and I said, Sam, you got that, that uh, buyer's rep or that, that seller's rep contract. And you said, Nope, but I'll go get it. I yeah. called you back three hours later. You were track, you tracked the guy down. He was at a liquor store. <laughs> and you were signing the signing the seller's rep contract on the liquor store countertop. Yeah. And I met you an hour and a half later and presented you a full price offer. I don't remember where that I met the seller there, but that's fun. Yeah, it doesn't surprise no, me. I remember you did because uh, I'm like, Sam, I got this. I got this. Where you at? You go, dude, I'm, I'm tracking him down. He's headed because it was right around Christmas time and he was going to yeah. get, get some holiday cheer and you'd met him there. And, uh, but that, that's the same thing, you know, that, and that's, that's the persistence, right? So yeah. then, what is it about wholesaling that you're doing all the time that you can share with us about what, what people should be doing? Yeah, so it's a real interesting transition. Um, being good at getting direct to a seller and a buyer as a realtor was a real good transition as an investor if you're willing to take on the risk and just go out and be direct to a seller, meaning, you know, instead of tell the seller I wanna sell their property, tell them I wanna buy their property. So how do you find yeah, to buy their property, I need to buy it at a good price. And if I get it at a good enough price, the market will want to buy the property um, in its current condition for cash. And they'll close fast. So and, how do you find your um, how do you find your sellers? I don't keep very good numbers and I need to work on that, but at least you know, 50% is is some kind of referral or sphere you know part of my sphere of influence or somebody referred somebody or i heard you know if a deal finds me somehow then i would say a good 30 to 40 percent um i go find um i have a closing this friday that's a deal i sold two weeks ago um i went and door knocked to the seller Four weeks, about five weeks ago, I door knocked the seller. This was before the COVID and we were all on lockdown. So right. five, six weeks ago, I door knocked the seller. Uh, they're in foreclosure, caught the lady outside while she's loading the kids in the car. Um, 
I, I didn't look at the property that day, um, but told her I was an investor and that I paid cash for properties and there's no commissions and I could cash her out before the foreclosure that's coming up. You know, you have to be kind of honest and upfront with people. Like, you know, I don't think she was, I think she knew why I was standing there that she knows she hasn't made a payment for six months. Right. Um, and, you know, you don't, you don't say it in any weird way. You say, you know, I can help, you know, cash out your property before the foreclosure. And she called me back uh, a week later and we went pending. Um, I tried, this is a house in Meridian that I went pending at um, 200,000. And I was able to sell my contract for $20,000. And when I sell my assignments, uh, I require half deposit, which is non-refundable. So um, I went pending on a Sunday and I sold my contract on Tuesday um, and got 10 grand. And then I'll get the other 10 grand when it closes this, um, this, Friday. this Friday. So Sam, if somebody's looking to get into wholesaling, what would you suggest they do to get started? As I stated, to do real estate deals, you need one of two things. You need a deal or cash. Wholesaling, um, in some regards, isn't 100% real estate investing, I think, because it's not. We talked about this. Uh, because of my background as a commercial and land broker or realtor, um, I approach wholesaling a little more, well, a lot more through the eyes of, you know, real estate, realtor, law, you know, consumer protective buyer beware all this wholesaling is not illegal it's perfectly legal assignments are legal to do in fact they're on the realtor idaho association realtor form this contract may or may not be assigned when the uh when the realtors so but when they assign a contract it's usually just so someone can buy it under a different llc when i assign contract that's i'm selling my position right um but if somebody wanted to get into wholesaling i mean you, you got to find a deal you need a deal or cash you don't need a cat you don't need cash to wholesale but obviously you need sources of capital to purchase properties so if people have a deal they should contact you and you'll find them the cash and you'll get you'll get everybody involved yeah if, okay. if somebody has something they think's a deal residential commercial land or multifamily. I'd be happy to chat with you. And, so how did they get a hold of you, Sam? Um, well, you can hit me on myself if you want, 208 283 My company website is idahopropertybuyer.com. Um, I'm coming to you from our office building that um, I purchased with my mom, a business partner, 20 days, 30 days ago or so. Yep. And um, this property, I purchased just through a relationship. Um, I purchased it from uh, Ada County Highway District, right. and it was open for the public. Anybody could have bought it. There was a little sign out on Curtis. It's about 18 inches by 24 and had the auction date, and uh, I was the only one who showed up. Well, Sam, I appreciate you taking some time to chat with us and share your insight. Um, I, I want to remind everybody, if you're looking for Sam, you can find him on his website at idahopropertybuyer.com. So, Sam, I really appreciate you taking some time. We look forward to talking with you again here on the Real Estate Rundown. Thanks, everybody. Cool.